Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? A moment's reflection at the beginning of this episode. Um, there has been a seismic shift in the podcasting firmament oh. over the last few hours, Sam, as uh, the creators of the hit podcast My Old Man's a Porno Mm. have announced that they are uh, bringing it to an end. Now, to me, my initial reaction is fucking get in. That's millions of pod listeners that might come to us instead. Yeah, wandering pod pod listeners. If if, if Wandering pod listeners who want to listen to just some people reading stuff out Mm. and talking about it, then, I mean, where else would they, they go except for here? So I'm delighted. Yeah, we're always reading things out. I don't know if my dad's written a porno, but it's the sort of thing I wouldn't have put past him. I mean, yeah. you remember the way he just fucking chucked out that Leslie Judd anecdote recently? He lost Leslie Judd on a when horse. When he lost Leslie, Leslie Judd on a horse. Yeah. And, like, you know, I'm 47, he's in his 80s, and I've never heard that story before. So you mm. never know. He might come out and say, well, or if he hasn't written a porno, we could change the name of this is My Dad Lost Leslie Judd. Yeah, and then when people just search my dad, mm. the autofill will immediately, well, it'll probably do the porno one first, but then we'll come up second. Won't yeah, we? they'll go, oh, well, this, it's <coughs> not quite as good as a porno, maybe. But I reckon if your dad has written one, he would mm. immediately say that it's better than the one in My Old Man's a Porno. He definitely. Uh, my, he I, 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 I've never discussed pornography with my father, but now you mention it, I, now we've talked about it now, I'm thinking that's on my list. So I don't see or talk to my dad often, but when I do, in between times, I often like compile things. I think I really want to ask him about that. Mm. And usually it's just arbitrary subjects. Like yesterday, I got it in my head that I really wanted to ask him his opinions on magic and illusion. <laughs> and I almost, I was a bit bored because I was just resting, lying around the house yesterday on a post-tour come down. And I almost thought, I'm going to fucking call the cunt now. Just to ask him. Just to ask him, what do you, th- what do you think of magic and magicians and all I that? He hit it. Yeah, my, my gamble is, my bet would be, same as you, he'd definitely hate it, right? Mm. But you never know because he's the sort of cunt who'll think, they think I'm going to hate it. And for yeah. that reason, I'm going to tell him I fucking love magic. I'm going to pretend to like it. <laughs> or the other angle he'd take is is that he would reveal that he actually is really good at magic. He's in the magic circle. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be, oh, well, you know, in the 60s, I've spent some time as a magician mm. and I toured Africa doing tricks. I'd like to talk to you about magic, Sam, but I'm unable to, what with my membership of the magic circle. Exactly. It'll be something like so. that. I'll report back on it. <laughs> that, that and pornography. <laughs> 
He a told me, I remember magician. him telling me once how much he hated cooking shows because he regarded them as pornography. Like, you know, he said it, he was going, oh, it's just for idiots, isn't it? It's just for voyeurs. You know, if you want to, you know, it's just like watching pornography. You know, <laughs> if you like it so much, just do it. Which he, I think he was talking about cooking nice food. I yeah. hope he wasn't saying, if you like watching porn so much, why don't you go off and have sex like someone mm. out of a porno? Yeah, who knows? We should have pressed him on knows that. what's going on in the bloke's nut. No, uh, so there you are. That's that's the big the big news. Well, R.I.P. My dad wrote a porno. Say what you like about them. I mean, I've never heard an episode. For all I know, it's fucking hilarious. How would I know? I mean, it must be good because if not, not so many people would have listened to it. They sold out Sydney Opera House once. They did. Maybe we will once one day too. But I will. I will. You know, they've done a lot for the podcasting community. I mean, will will they now give up their membership of the podcasting elders? Will I think they'll be, be move sort of hands off executives who'll just turn up for our once yearly. Well, I say ours; we're never invited, but for the annual gathering in the woods, mm. they will come and they will just sort of observe and only kind of offer their wisdom when called upon. The elders still do the, the annual appraisal of all the podcasts. We get that through the. We get the that, but they don't invite here, us because we? we're not important enough. They just send it through to us on they a. Send it, in, tell us what it, they think. I mean, they don't. They don't say who it is that's appraised us. I don't know if it's Buxton or whether it's um, the the no such thing as a fish gang. Yeah, or um, one the true we, or the scummy mummies. Could be the scummy mummies, but um, we we don't find out who's appraised us, but we get the appraisal through. Generally, it's pretty positive. Um. You know, I mean, I find it patronising. They're sort well, of like, last year well they done. said we should. Last year they said we should both speak more slowly, and we'd. They said be able to speak drag more it out so, longer. Also, I mean, quite good, considering you are both clearly educationally subnormal. That was yeah. one of the notes we got once. Well, I thought that was I'm fair. Like, it's not. It's not our fault we're thick. Do you know what I mean? Like, so what? Yeah, all right, we're thick. There's no need fucking bullying us about it. Mm. Um. Yeah, so there you go. That's, that's There's the something that's the been day. that came into my head yesterday, and I've been wanting to discuss it with you and throw it out to the listeners for the last 24 hours, 36 hours, I would say. So if I don't say it now, I'll forget, or I'll right at the end when you're wrapping the podcast up, I'll go, Andy, Andy, I've got to talk about this. Oh, right? by all means, I've got nothing else to say. So listen, I was obviously, you know, there's a lot of dog chat in my family at the moment. What with us getting a dog? A Christmas it's an dog. Animal frenzy. You're There's an your animal place. frenzy. Yeah. Bob, I'll tell you about Bobby later in the show, but he's still fucking acting the cunt all over the place. Which nice. that is not. I don't mean that as a criticism. That's what you want <laughs> out of a kitten. Exactly. It's a good thing. You want a kitten who's not. You don't. I tell you one thing. You don't want Andy is a reasonable kitten. <laughs> yeah, even-handed you know I mean? kitten. Yeah, you don't want a reasonable, even-handed <laughs> kitten that's always on the even kill. If you had that, you would fucking go back and ask for your money back, wouldn't you? Of course. You'd be, this, this kitten's just fucking. It's just a perfectly placid, normal, rationally, rational-minded fucking cat. Might as well have a fucking goldfish than this. Yeah, fuck this. So the cat, the, the cat's an absolute fucking busy cunt, and that's as it should be. I'll get on to that. But we're, at Christmas time, we will be adopting a dog. And anyway, we're talking oh, it's not about just for Christmas. Remember? No, no way. It'll be its forever home. And me and uh, me and the lad Lynn, we were talking about dogs, and I can't remember how I got onto it. But I suddenly remembered one of the best things ever from television when I was a kid. And 
I've been searching for it online and I can't actually find it. So now I'm starting to think, did I imagine this or did it actually happen? And it's such a great thing. And I'm sure if it happened, you'll definitely know about it. So I just was desperate to run it by you. Right. You know, Goldie, the Blue Peter dog. Right, yeah. Simon. He was Simon Grooms. I mean, they Simon all shared Grooms him, dog. but really, he was Simon Grooms' yes. dog. Yeah, Simon took him home, didn't he, every night? Yeah, yeah. Like it let Peter Duncan and J- Janet Ellis. Yeah, you can stroke it and that, but ultimately, this dog's mine. It's going to come to me, not you. And actually, I tell you an interesting thing though: who paid for it? Like when they bought that, I know we always say dogs in the eighties were free, right? But. I don't know. Not a, That was a golden retriever, Goldie, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Very imaginative name, Simon. Well, or I mean, actually, I think sometimes the viewers voted for him. I was going to say, did the viewers get... Um, they, they did. Some, when, well, Goldie had puppies at one point, and yeah. the viewers definitely vote for that. I know that because, let's just say, I've been doing a lot of Blue Peter, specifically Goldie YouTube searching this weekend, okay. right, to look for this one particular thing about Goldie that I've got stuck in my head. On Goldie's birthday, right, when it was Goldie's birthday, which they always observed with a special episode, right? Yeah. And I'll just say as a caveat, Blue Peter was absolutely fucking so relentlessly dull. But for some reason, you just, I always watched it. If it was on, I'd watch it. But I'd always watch it with a heavy heart. I'd be like, Blue Peter, suppose I'll watch this. Yeah. Wish it was Grange Hill. Something good might happen. Yeah, and but only really if something did. goes badly wrong will it, it be really in the wrong, least yeah. bit interesting, right? So, I like a fucking blue bit. But there was one episode that was always good every year, and that was Goldie's birthday. And here's mm. why. This is, the most, this is the most memorable thing about Goldie's birthday, and I was telling Len about it, right? On Goldie's birthday, they would bring out a fucking massive, delicious-looking birthday cake for Goldie, right? With all pink icing, candles, the lot, right? And you'd think, fucking hell, they're giving... That cake looks incredible, but should they give it to a dog? You know, some things aren't good for dogs' tummies, right? And then they'd go, go on, get stuck in. And they would release Goldie, and Goldie would fucking... Like smash into the fucking Bound cake across the floor, right? Obviously, and it go like with his big tongue, like golden retrievers have particularly big tongue, and he'd start fucking mashing his face into this cake. Yeah. But once he got through the layer of icing inside, it wasn't cake; it was fucking dog food. It was made out of. Yeah. Do you remember this? I remember yes or no? This. Yeah. Yes. I, Thank I God. Thought- when you started this, I I just got this fucking memory and this vision of the meat cake. Yeah. When you, as soon as yeah. you said Goldie's birthday, I just thought meat cake. Yeah. That's what so I thought. So it must be real. That's what I thought. And I come. I think Len said, do, do you know on a dog's birthday? Because he's asked me lots of dog questions because he's never owned a dog. I had a dog when I was a kid, so I'm like, yes, come to me, son. I know all the ways of the dog, right? And he's gone, do dogs. <laughs> Do you mark their birthdays? I said, of course. He goes, do you have a party? I went, yeah. He goes, what's you doing a dog's birthday party? There, I said, yeah. and then suddenly it just hit me. I paused and he went, dad, are you okay? We're walking on the street and I went, oh my God, I'll fucking tell you what you do on a dog's fucking birthday. <laughs> I've just fucking remembered. <coughs> you make it a fucking cake out of fucking pedigree yeah. jam, you cunt. And then you cover it all in fancy ice cream. So it looks delicious to human eyes. But inside, it is just that weird jelly-like meat that you feed to a dog. Yeah. 
and he the dog eats the chomp. whole fucking thing. And to watch Goldie eat it was one of the most satisfying, I would say life-affirming um, televisual events of my childhood because he um, would absolutely demolish it with his gigantic tongue. And he had a big smiley face, didn't he? he was a, let's be honest, he was a great dog. I used to think Golden Retrievers, slightly Tory dogs, because they're sort of so well-behaved and everything like that. But I don't care what Goldie's politics were, and I don't, I don't know what his politics were. But, I have found, yeah, right, it's not footage, but on the BBC <laughs> core.uk website, yeah. there's a section about Blue Peter and some of the things they made on the shore. And there's a PDF of a recipe for Blue Peter Pet's birthday cake. Yes. And it's official. It's got BBC TV logo at the bottom in September 1985. It's got the Blue Peter logo at the top, and it says ingredients. Pet's favourite cooked or tinned meat or fish. Yeah. Double chum. strength aspic jelly or gelatin. Uh, creamed margarine. And mm. one to two teaspoons of bovril. <laughs> this dog food the cake dog this food have, cake this will have been the stuff they were giving Goldie on, on his birthday method <laughs> one mix cooked or tinned meat or fish with double strength aspic or gelatin and put in cake tin to set two when set take out a cake tin and decorate with in inverted commas icing three icing is made by creaming margarine and mixing with one or two teaspoons of bovril. What dog also, would not love that? Is so I because what I thought when you saw it, that's the thing is it was an illusion cake because when you saw yeah. it, it would be a great cake to prank someone with, like yeah. someone in your yeah. life who you knew couldn't resist cake. Like in my case, that would be, um, uh, my th- that would be my mum. Like my mum or mm. my mum's friend Peggy, they're both people who, if you put a cake out in front of them, they'll yeah. just fucking eat it on autopilot, right? They can't resist. Some people are like that. And um, you could do that with the dog food cake because this cake, what you've got to understand is, listeners, if you never saw it, like some of you won't have even been born when this was doing the rounds, this dog food cake, it looked tantalising. You would have had no way of knowing it was a dog mm. food cake because from the outside, it looked like a beautiful, creamy, luxurious, a decadent, thickly iced, delicious, sweet cake. Mm. In fact, not even... So I used to think that the outer layer was proper human icing and yeah. it was only the inside that was me. But it turns out even the icing was made of fucking margarine and bovril. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if you think it was pink, it might have been, but that, this maybe it wasn't the same one they were given to, to go. Maybe it was yellow. Well, it might have been yellowy. <clears throat> if you see a yellowy, buttery looking icing, you think, hmm, that looks sweet and delicious. You wouldn't yeah. expect it to taste a bovril, that's for sure. I think the reason why Simon Groom and Goldie are so connected in our thoughts is because they both started on the same day on Blue Peter. Because obviously Shep fucked off with John Noakes when he left. Um, uh, well, if you're not renewing my contract, that's fine, but I tell you this: I'm taking, taking shit dog. with me. You can't. These my dog. What do you mean? Oh, you paid for him from the poppy farm, did you? With licensed payers' money. Well, that's as well be. But let me tell you: if I walk out the doors of this studio here on Wood Lane, London W12, yeah, that dog will fucking follow me. That dog has no fucking idea who paid for it. Right? It doesn't me- understand the concept <laughs> of the license fee. Let me familiarise you with the concept. Uh, possession is 
Nine tenths of the law. Thank you very much. <laughs> Goodbye. Next question. Come on, Shep. No, ignore horrible Mrs. Baxter. Forget her. <laughs> she doesn't love you like I do, Shep. Biddy Baxter's Bitchy giving it. Bitchy Baxter, as we call her. B- Shep, come back here this instant. You are the property <laughs> of the British licence fee payer. <laughs> oh, I love John. <laughs> and then, and then they would have got into the same trouble. Okay, look, uh, we've got a, we found a replacement for uh, John Noakes, who's gone demented and stolen our dog. Now we don't want his name's Simon Groom. He's great. He's a great guy. He's the ultimate guy next door, right? <laughs> he's like a brilliant sort of older brother. He's everything we've been looking for. He's much less volatile than Noakes as well. The problem is we've also acquired him a golden retriever. And uh, we, we're going to team them up as a kind of a double act, but we can't have the same situation that happened with Noakes and Shep. Shep became too attached to Noakes, and we ended up having to take a major hit um, when Shep fucked off <laughs> yeah. with him. So we have to find a way of establishing an on-screen chemistry between <laughs> Simon Groom and Goldie without it ever becoming so intense that Goldie believes himself to be, or herself, it might be, to be the property of groom. Simon needs to be replaceable. <laughs> Not dog, just this time in the, the hearts dog is and minds of the viewers, but the hearts and minds of Goldie the dog. <laughs> For that reason, it shall be us, the production team and executives, who prepare and serve Goldie's traditional birthday meat cake every year, and not <laughs> Mr. Groom. The way to okay. a dog's heart is through... It's a throw meat cake in its tummy. <laughs> yeah, an annual meat cake. <laughs> but we'll also do monthly meat cakes backstage, offset. <laughs> keep it sweet. We will, ironically, be grooming Simon Groom's dog. <laughs> <laughs> Simon Groom says on this website about Blue Peter, far from being a stuffy type, Simon had a cool and trendy side Ooh. and moonlighted as a DJ under wow. the name Neil St. John. <laughs> It was it was in this capacity that he was first spotted by Blue Peter viewers during a report where Leslie Judd and John Noakes were shown strutting their stuff at a West End basement bar. Fucking what? hell. That sounds a bit I don't fresh. Remember that one. I wonder if my dad was involved in the production of that. Almost oh, certainly. Yeah. Leslie Judd yeah, on, a whore, on horseback in a basement bar <laughs> in London swinging Re- Soho. Re- recreate Studio 54 for Blue Peter. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Who was it? Was that Bianca Jagger turned up Bianca on a horse? Jagger, yeah. yeah, legend. Yeah, um, um, yeah. Well, that's. I mean, <clears throat> I was watching a clip, and it was Simon Groom, Peter Duncan, Janet Ellis. Janet Ellis, I see around here all the time. She lives near me, and I see her walking. Nice. I see Janet Ellis about average twice a week walking her dog. I'd struggle to cope with that. Well, I uh, once uh, appeared on I'd the right uh, on the right stuff. stuff with her. You know, the right stuff. Yeah. Proceeder to Jeremy, what's the Jeremy Vine show called now? Vine, the Vine, Vine stuff. Live, the Vine stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to occasionally go on the right stuff, and uh, I was on it with her a couple of times. So, a couple of times, I thought mm. I'll smile at her as if to say, "Yeah, remember the right stuff, Janet? Me and you, yeah, on the sofa, large in it." And mm. both times, she's like, just look straight through me, like, "Who the fuck? Who's the fuck is this cunt?" Yeah. So yeah, I don't blame right. her for that. She doesn't remind. She doesn't remember me, but 
I remember her and I, it's a thrill. I, I, she walks her dog on the same route that I go running by the river. And so I always right. see her and the dog then. Yeah, I might come for a run with you sometime. I might come down to London. And oh yeah, come, no problem, mate. Little, we'll we'll bump into run. her for sure. Or I'll maybe ride a bike or a scooter or something instead of running. Yeah, I, I've yeah, seen lots of famous good. people on my run before. One time I saw Tim Lovejoy, and another time okay. I saw Kenny Dalglish outside a pub in Hammersmith. Fucking hell! Yeah, Good time. Yeah, um, the Simon Groom things reminded me of something, and I just googled it, and it's come up, and it's from 1992 where uh, Simon returns to, to the Blue Pit Studio uh, to sing and promote his <laughs> single re- Revenge. Oh, <laughs> well, it, it was Simon Groom's. It says unique interpretation of the Elvis Presley hit "I Can't Help Falling in Love with You," uh, a rarely seen but totally classic Blue Peter moment. Now it's five minutes long in total, and I think this could be this week's brand new Wednesday deep dive. Okay, we have to yeah. have a look at it. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. I really of that of that that trio that had quite a long spell together, Groom, Duncan, and Ellis. Of course, yeah. I fancy Janet Ellis. Everyone did, but um, I really liked Simon Groom. I was a bit more suspicious of, of Duncan because I don't know he felt a little bit like. In fact, one of my um, wife's mates from when she was a teenager uh, used to babysit for Peter Duncan's kids, and. Mm. Uh, she reminded me of this earlier because, well, we were talking about because, uh, yeah, I won't lie. My wife came in the room and I was just Googling Goldie's birthday cake. And uh, yeah. she was like, what's oh, all yeah. this, Sam? You, you've <laughs> yeah. had you've had your tour. You're back now. It's time to at least attempt to live an adult life. And yet here you are trying to look for a clip of a dog off of Blue Peter getting fed a cake made of meat in the 80s <laughs> it's for work. Uh, when you know there is household chores to be done and children to be fathered right well look it's very important and so she ended up getting sucked in to looking at this 80s clip 
And I said, oh, I remember when your mate Lisa used to babysit for Peter Duncan. She went, yeah. I said, yeah, that must have been nice. She went, well, that's not what you said when I first told you that she babysat for Peter Duncan. And I said, when was that? That must have been about 20 years ago. She went, yes. And you said, did he try it on with her? And I said, no, he didn't. What a weird question. Why would you ask that? And you said, because Lisa's really fit. (laughs) And I was like, wow. 20 years. That doesn't sound like the sort of thing I'd say. But then again, well, we are talking. It was the nineties. We're going the lad, back to the lad bug the, era. Yeah. We're, go, we're going yeah. to the Euro ninety six era, where I thought that was a legitimate observation to make about one of my wife's best friends. And Peter can try it on all right. You couldn't blame him, could you? She's got a lovely pair of knockers on her. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> do you want another hooch? I'm just going to the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! There's a um, there's a, a a list of all the different makes that they did. Well, not all of them, but some of the best ones, including the the dog cake, uh, and it includes the advent crown. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, what was that? Um, I'm looking for the instructions for it here. There we go. Oh, it's in like six pages or something. The advent crown. It was like a um, a coat hanger that had been manipulated into a or two coat hangers manipulated into a shape and then covered in tinsel. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was it. And then you yeah. hung it off the door or something. Or well, it was simpler times for advent tree. calendars. we got advent calendar season coming up, haven't we? And it's like... I was looking at them yesterday. And yeah, thinking, I saw some today. what I'm going to get. What I saw some get? today. Oh, I don't know, mate. I mean, I just Do you like wish... ones that got little presents in them, like, like well, aftershave well, so, and Some of them and, now... Soaps. Some of them have just got... It's just got out of hand, mate. It has, hasn't it? Let's be it, honest. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I mean, the advent crown, that was all you wanted. I mean, when we were kids, they'd have pictures. All it was was pictures, and your life was yeah. so fucking basic that you'd actually look forward to the treat on the 24th was a double door double behind door. which was a fucking picture of baby Jesus in his manger. And even, yeah. like, my house was not a religious house. And I'd be like, whoa, coming down on the 24th. Fucking hell! Today is the day we get to see a tiny postage stamp rendition of baby Jesus in a fucking manger. Double door open. There's the cunt. Look, there's a bright light shining out of his fucking manger and there's a donkey looking at him. This is absolutely brilliant. I'm in the Christmas spirit. And that's all you had. Now it's like, ah, I want there to be a Rolex watch in, inside the 24th window. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? After I've had 23 smaller watches. And build up. to me. It's, it starts up with a tiny... It starts up, on the 23rd, you get a swatch. <laughs> <laughs> in a bright colour. Yeah, I mean... On the 3rd, you get a, a digital watch with a calculator on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the thing is, it's mad. Like, there's one's... I mean, like, these beauty ones, like, I don't have my daughter I last this year. She's getting a bit older now. And even if she does, I might just say, do you know what? No, fuck that. But, like, she's mm. asked for beauty ones in the past. And usually, yeah. like, I'll get her, like, I've got, her, like, a super drug one, right? Yeah. And you just get pretty yeah, small things. Past, yeah, But they what's do, your like... What's budget? What's, what's top end of your budget? 20 quid? In the past, maybe 20, but I don't know now. 20, I mean, maybe. I'm not sure... I'm not sure whether I even want to do it because even the chocolate ones, I don't like my kids to be eating chocolate every day. 
Do you know mm. what I mean? And now it's not oh, like a, a little bit of soapy fucking chocolate like you used to get in our day. It's like you'll get old fucking fruit and nut in there or something. Well, I just get the one with a little bit of chocolate behind the silver foil. I get like a galaxy or something. So two pound fifty. Well, yeah, that's called cool. that type nice, of calendar. It's a nice way to start the day every every day in December with a little bit of galaxy. Well, that's called cool. that's called the Callum. Um, what you call it, isn't it? The Callum Mawson method. It's called the Callum yeah, Mawson. No, it's, that's the type of calendar it now is. This is if you go into a shop and you go like, "Where are your, where are your, hello, where are your advent calendars?" And they go, "Well, there's a whole aisle there." And you mm. go, "Well, at this end, you got like the normal ones, just with the pictures of Jesus and that. That's like for people on a real strict budget. Then yeah. in the middle there, you know, at, at the other end, you got the ones with the luxury watches and perfumes, right?" In the middle, you've got the Callum Mawson section, which are just yeah. like chocolate behind some foil. A small, a small coin-sized disc of yeah. mid-range chocolate behind some foil. The Callum, two of which Callum Mawson lined his stomach with before one of the all-time great al- Christmas alcohol binges. I believe Christmas 2017, I think. Probably then, yeah. yeah. I think it was. It was just before this podcast started. I think. Two advent calendar chocolates, a <clears> load <throat> of, I believe, um, w- was it winter fruits or something like that cider? Mm. I think he was on the Copperbergs or something. Dark fruits, wasn't it? That was dark it. Dark fruits. I think dark he was dark fruits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he drank loads of dark <laughs> fruit cider and then did a shit and he in had the two football. advent calendar chocolates. <laughs> one from his grand, one from his boss. <laughs> God, Callum Mawson. I know we talk about him. Some would say we talk about him too much, but I just think he's like one of the greatest so. men ever. Yeah. If I bumped into him in Sunderland, I'd be really like shy and sheepish. <laughs> I know. Well, like, I've met him twice and both times he had this manner about him where he was much younger than me. And he wasn't mm. really, in real terms, he wasn't very worldly. Do you know what I mean? Like he hadn't mm. lived, he hadn't lived out loud. He hadn't lived a life like mine. Do you know what I mean? He didn't have the experience of he'd never of, of uh, been on. He'd never been on the right stuff with Janet Ellis. Ne- no, exactly, exactly. So he hadn't had that kind of top level experience of life, and yet he was one of these guys who was just born with a natural. He sort of exuded a natural sort of. Do you know what? He was just comfortable in his own skin. He was. I remember. Yeah, and I remember so, the interview. So when you're joking with him or fucking around with him, like, it just didn't. It, it wasn't like he wasn't rude. Or arrogant. No. He was just like... He just, wasn't thick either. He wasn't thick by any means. He was just like, yeah, come at me, mate. I'll tell you what, yeah. Callum Mawson will never end up an addict or in any kind of therapy, in my opinion, because he's been born with a natural kind of, yeah, it is yeah. what it is, mate. This yeah. is just sometimes... Sometimes you end up eating two advent calendar chocolates, a load of dark fruit cider... And you get photographed doing a shit inside your um, inside the stadium of light during a game. And Although he did that's claim just, it was a piss and not a shit. Yeah. And that's just it. Well, a rumor sp- Even though you only did a piss, a rumour spreads like wildfire across the internet that you did a shit. And <sighs> things happen in life, but it doesn't define me. It, do- it I refuse to let that define me, Callum Mawson. I shall be the only judge of Callum Mawson. Me. Just just you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No one else gives a fuck. Um, I've just been on menshealth.com. 
Mm. And obviously, there's a section for advent calendars for men. So I thought mm. these would be probably aimed at us. It's 32. <laughs> I'll, mm-hmm. I'll scroll down and offer you mm-hmm. some of the ones that I think are the best and see what you think. Number 32, Christmas advent calendar tool set from Arnold Clark, autoparts.com, 24.99. Yeah, that's good. I'd like that. Okay. Arnold Fidget- Clark's an interesting business. I'll get back to that. <laughs> it, it is. We'll do an extra episode on that. Yeah. I know that, I will tell you something now. I know, and you actually know this person as well, but I won't name them here on air. I know someone who knows Arnold Clark. I don't like to boast, but I do. Fuck Arnold Clark is a real person. He's very much alive, and we have a connection to him. So think right. on. Well, I've just put Arnold Clark Auto Parts just down for a aid memoir for Friday's episode. Okay. Fidget toy advent calendar. Yeah. No, no? not interested. Electronic sound synthesizer advent calendar. Build your own synthesizer in 24 steps, £22.50. Mm. No, not interested. I, lo- I, lo- I love line, synthesizers, but I don't want to build mm. one. I'm putting that to one side. I might get that. Uh, Tony's Chocolonely Countdown Fair Trade calendar. <clears throat> Seen it today. Quid. Saw it today in the shop. I've had yep. a thorough examination and assessment of it. I don't want it. Uh, links 24 day countdown <laughs> calendar down from 60 to 30 nah we're too old for links aren't we premium scotch and Irish whiskey not for you no uh, beard oil advent calendar not for you <laughs> no. uh, Star Wars Stormtrooper 12 day beer advent calendar first of all 12 day advent calendar yeah fuck no, off I got, I got caught out by that last year because well, the year before I bought a beauty one from Superdrug or Boots yeah. it turned up and it was just a 12 window one and I'd spent yeah. the price of most 24 window ones and you realise yeah. you have to buy two of the cunts I was fuming fucking fucking ban them also what the fuck is Stormtrooper beer not interested no uh, gourmet popcorn <laughs> fuck off <laughs> Chili hot sauce advent calendar, twelve ninety nine. Uh yeah, quite interested in that. Twelve ninety nine is not a bad price. No. Gardening gifts advent calendar, thirty quid. Yeah. Twenty five days of delicious vegetable salad and herb seeds. Premium heirloom varieties. That's good that. I yeah, like that. I'd have thirty that. quid. Yeah. Uh rum, no. Holiday socks. Yeah. What's okay. that? Is that socks with uh, Christmas things on them? I don't need twenty four days of I don't need oh, 24 on. pairs of socks with Christmas stuff it, on. Also, mate, 240 quid. Fuck that. Yeah, fuck off. 12-day uh, advent cocktail box. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, electronic games advent calendar. Uh, enjoy 24 retro games and toys in old-school spectrum styling. While drink... Oh, no, that's not like a part of it. I don't know what you're getting that. That looks interesting, but it's £22.50. Well, it's I need to more. Gourmet marshmallow advent calendar. No. 12 days blow motion play sex toy advent calendar. No. (laughs) A sex toy advent calendar? No thanks. That's not in the spirit of Christmas. It's it's 95 quid, but it does include, it includes penis rings, butt plugs, massages, and even a blow motion dual entrance vibrating male masturbator worth 59.99 dual entrance is a male dual masturbator entrance. what's he supposed to go up my arse and up my japsai I don't even have dual entrances I think you you, you went at one end and maybe your close friend enters at another not oh, sure nah nah not for no. me no I'm no, not judging no, anyone who likes it no, please not, not no, my no, facts no, are the same the ah, I'm not having it nah 
Thanks all the same, but no, it's not my cup of tea. We should have said this is a tube machine rundown. <laughs> yeah. Oh, number 14, poor crackling advent calendar, 20 no, quid. No. Barber Pro Skincare Essentials. No. No. Uh, Fortnum's Feasting Advent Calendar, 200 quid. Yeah, 100%. That's the best one so far. Luxury Spice foods. Orange Bickies, Fancy Coffee, Champion, and even Fig Preserve. 24 yeah. tiny drawers. It's got yeah. drawers, not doors. Frig Preserve, more like. Sorry, just wanted to say freak. Spirits, no. Vegan, <clears throat> nah, maybe. Probably not. Nah. Well, maybe the next one then. Artisan cheese, 150 yeah. quid. Yeah. Yep, yep, Mind yep. you, that cheese sitting around in a fucking wooden, in a cardboard box for fucking. Yeah. The one you get on Christmas Eve is going to be rank as fuck, isn't I it? I don't understand the, the cheese advent calendar because there's a few of them. You've got You'd to keep have to go in the, in the fridge, fridge. And then you, you defeat that. the point of an advent calendar because it's yeah. hidden. No, I would say no gin, to that. Gin, no. Gin. Uh, craft beer, no. Um, limited edition holiday advent calendar. Just as a month's worth of luxury skincare. <laughs> From keels.co.uk. Keels uh, is a brand I favour. So, yeah, okay. I would have that, but well, I bet it's expensive, isn't it? quid. Yeah. You get serums and moisturisers. You can Ooh. use them with the um, double-entry fuck pole. Yeah. Um... Bourbon and whiskey, no. Festive mini mince pie advent calendar. Yeah. Again, needs Probably. to be kept in the fridge, I reckon. Ah, uh, no, no, no. I had a mince pie today, by the way, mate. Did you? Yeah. Good? It was delicious. I had a bit of cream on it as well. I haven't I mean, ju- I've been off the sugar for a few months, but, you know, it's getting right. near Christmas. I thought, fuck it, I'll have a, I'll have a yeah, mince pie, a bit of cream, and it was delicious. I nearly bought myself one of those bars of Christmas cake, you know, the, just the oh, small-sized yeah. ones. yeah. Because the snook is on all this way. Does it have a, a thick layer of marzipan and icing? Yeah. 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 Classic. Yeah. I thought that'd be really good to go with a snooker this week. Cheese Advent Calendar, 150 quid. No. Cheesegeek.com. No. Star Wars Advent Calendar, 30 quid. John yeah. Lewis. Yes. I bought that before. They sell out straight away. If I want and one the of those. Le- the Lego one. Yeah. yeah, the Lego one. I've got it before. If I want one of those, I've probably already missed the boat. Just looking. I think they're still in stock, mate. I might get that. How much is that? 30 quid. I might get it. 22, 22.49 on John Lewis. Yeah, that's not bad, actually. I might get that. Currently in stock as well. Oh, there you go. Get on it. Uh, and number one is a craft beer advent calendar. I knew Again, it would be. 59.95. I knew it would be. I've got to say, mate, I mean, it's probably quite a boring <clears> thing to say, but when you're going through all these things with the gins and the craft beers, I've got to say, I've said it before, I got out of boozing when boozing was st- just before it got absolutely cantish because mm. this nonsense with the gins and the craft beers dressing it all up to try and make people feel like it's something more than just booze it all got out of hand people got very pretentious about it they started mm. trying to apply the sort of culture of wine drinking to every other type of booze you have to have it in a certain glass giving Fucking, it personality the, all, all, all yeah. this shit now I'm not knocking people who are into wine. I, it was never my cup of tea when I did drink, but I get it, right? I get it. It's a hobby and it's interesting and there is a depth to it and all the rest of it. But people don't realise that all this stuff, craft beer and gin, that's just a tedious marketing executive, a bunch of fucking imbecile, like 97 percenters, sat in a fucking boardroom thinking, how can we boost gin sales to this sector who haven't bought it? Or how can we 
boost beer sales to this sector and make them buy it more and buy it for more money and get more into it and develop more of a culture around it and talk about it on social media. Well, let's just start fucking framing it as like some sort of cultural thing, right? And it and the craft beer shit will start saying people should go in and taste it in little shot glasses before they make a choice of what pint, right? Yeah. You're just being manipulated by sort of terrible idiots. And I mean, but all, 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 that, of them, you know, all of them, Advent Colonists are the same. They're all like kind of, it, it's capitalism it's running ca- the capital- mocks, isn't it? Capitalism has gone fucking the mad. Star Wars fucking Stormtrooper beer, 12, the Advent Calendar. Yeah. Fucking- it's barmy. The whole it thing's fucking barmy. But with booze, it's like, if just, you know, have a fucking Cronenberg. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't, yeah. you don't was need... Lad, you'd, you'd go in the pub, you'd have to have either Foster's or Carlin or Guinness if you were lucky. That was yeah. it. Foster's or Carlin? What, there wouldn't Shorts. be a continental beer? Nah, not when I was little. Nah. Nah. You just nah. have a beer, don't you? I mean, fuck's sake. Anyway, whatever. Foster's. Yeah, it's just there's Foster's too much. Foster's was a continental one. Foster's Australian, mate. That's Australia. continental. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Get it down, you. Yeah. Hey, what you're drinking okay. that foreign mock for? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who do you think you are? Paul Organ? Hey, fucking hell. What's that you're drinking? <laughs> What's wrong with a fucking Carlin, man? <laughs> Here's a question. In Newcastle, in, in Sunderland... Was mm. it ever considered bad form to be drinking a, a Nuki Brown? In Sunderland, no, no, I used to drink bottles of Nuki Brown. Right. Um, so it was, was you know when they 18. sponsored Newcastle? Yeah. Which was when Newcastle were in their sort of pomp. <clears throat> was it not, if you were in the town centre having a Nuki Brown, did that like look a bit like you might be a bit of a, a, a Newcastle sympathiser or is it, that wasn't an issue? I don't think it was so much of an issue then. I've got a theory that the the rivalry really got intense in 1990 when we played each other in the semi-finals of the championship playoffs. Oh. And it was the two-leg semi-final. And th- th- their fans invaded the pitch when we went 2-0 up at St. James's. Right. And I think I think before then it was it was a rivalry, but it wasn't as fucking was wild. It, was it like Liverpool and Everton's then. rivalry before that, where they're sort kind of, of they kind yeah. of rivals, but at the same time, it's not like vicious. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't vicious, and then it got vicious about then I think because there was so much at stake in it, mm. and then we got promoted because Swindon had done the financial irregularities, even though we'd lost uh, the final. Oh yeah, to Swindon. Yeah. And Newcastle had finished Lou third, McCary. so they thought they should have got promoted. So there was all that kind of shit going on. Oh, and I think that's yeah. when it all got ramped up. But I used to drink Newky Brown, and there was a club called the Blue Monkey yeah. in Sunderland, and they sold it in there. I used to drink it in there. I used to sometimes so, uh, have a Newky Brown. We do it now, though. Do you know what? It's, it got trendy. Do you know what? This is actually true, right? Because of Newcastle being such a big deal, Newcastle United the under Keegan in the min, in the mid nineties, yeah. and having the Newquay Brown logo on their shirt, I I truly believe that's one of the most successful shirt sponsorships of all time. Because oh, yeah, be. you started to see students in Brighton, where I lived, and also in London, where I lived, drinking Newcastle mm. Brown ale. It sort of made it a little bit trendy for a while yeah and yeah, that and you that. can't really think that about many shirt sponsorships a shirt sponsorship that was so powerful that fans of other clubs other than the one wearing the shirt okay, would think yeah, oh yeah, yeah I might have a dookie brow that might be yeah. quite nice yeah well I don't know can't go back can you nah 
Um, let's leave it there because we've done 40 minutes. Fuck me. There's better That's things to do on a Sunday evening than this. Yeah. Snooker's on. Uh, and the dots. Or oh, me and, and, me and Len are playing collaboratively the whole of the Qatar World Cup as England. Right. You know, when you play together. On your same team. On the yeah, same team. Controller it's, it's really good. So you argue a bit because he's quite greedy. Right. Yeah, I did that with my son once and <laughs> I just go, we had to abandon it because I was just shit. All right. We're about similar level, but he will want to outscore me. Do you know what I mean? Right. And it's like, it's not, not really in the spirit. No, but we've <laughs> we've just qualified from the group stage and we're about to play Holland in the last 16. I'll keep you all Whoa. posted on it. Nice one. Best of luck with that then. Yeah. Right. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. We'll have more of the stuff we've been doing on the IFS this week. It's going to be a bit more from the Loaded magazine, I think. Maybe. I thought of anything else to do. Well, we were going um, to do rhubarb and custard soon, and oh, we've got right, yeah. and we've got Simon Groom's uh, comeback on Blue Peter to think about as well. So there's a lot on. Maybe something like that. Maybe one of them, or yeah. maybe the loaded thing, or maybe something else. Maybe something else in the history box. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but you know, tune and find out. Thanks for listening. Uh, goodbye. All the best. Goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.